Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glyn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hello and welcome back to another episode of He Shoots, He Draws with me, Glyn Dewis, and my buddy, Dave Clayton. Hello, Dave. Hello, mate. All right? <laughs> I'm very good, thank you. Very good. Listen, folks, just want to say a huge thanks for all the uh, feedback and all the downloads we had since last week's episode when we uh, had a good old chat with our buddy Alan Hess uh, out in San Diego. Absolutely brilliant response to that. I think because I think because it was so honest, Dave, that's what, yeah. uh, that's what Alan's like, isn't it? That's why we got him oh, on here. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was none of this, so what? What inspires you? What do you like to do? <laughs> None of that. It was just real shooting from the hip, real honest stuff. And I think people really appreciate that. So we will definitely get Alan back on the show because uh, we could have talked for a lot, a lot longer. Oh, easily. Um, but talking of the feedback, again, the great feedback we've had. We've had some great comments on social media and uh, some on the website as well. But this is kind of like a, a bit of a request, really, from both of us. Great getting the feedback. But if you could, those of you who listen to this on iTunes... If you could post some reviews and comments on iTunes, that'd be brilliant because that kind of pushes us out there. We're not vain. We're not wanting to be kind of like, oh, look at us. But it does help other people <laughs> to notice us that maybe don't even have a clue who we are. So it kind of helps with that. So that's just a quick request from us, both of us. Um, but talking and of the actual... Honest. And it's honest feedback because we can't edit it. <laughs> a good point, actually. I can't go in. I can't change the comments. Yeah, we can't change it. If it's good or bad, it's there. It's there for the world to see. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, listen, talking about uh, talking about feedback, that kind of leads us into what the uh, topic we want to talk to you about today was. So, Dave, do you want to let everyone know what we are going to uh, talk about? Not rant about. We're going to talk about today. Talk about. Constructive constructive chat, Glenn. Uh Yeah, we actually had a couple of questions come up on uh, social media and they were actually quite well connected because the first one was how do we overcome a uh, creative slump? So if we hit a bit of a patch where we don't know what to do, how do we get out of it? And also the other question was what excites us? And I think they're both quite well connected because the things that do excite you should keep you busy anyway. Yeah. So... We'll, we'll deal with the creative slump first because that's the one that a lot of creatives seem to suffer, like writer's block or creative block. And and I think for a designer and a photographer, a creative slump or just that period where you haven't got anything, I think is bit of a it's a bit of a cop out really because you know we're very lucky. We we work indoors for the most part. We use our fingers. We you know I I, I sit in front of a computer. I click and couple of buttons on a mouse the other day i was driving back um been out for an appointment and as i pulled up to the traffic lights on the roundabout the m4 roundabout's being 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 reworked on again and there's guys out there again yeah freezing cold snow's coming down and there they are working outside trying to get this work done and i'm thinking i would not want to be that so when people say about creative slump and they're in the creative industry i think it's a little bit of we shouldn't we shouldn't be feeling like this because... Yeah, but we do, though, mate. We do occasionally have times when, I don't know, we can't be motivated or we just can't seem to get any ideas. I'm playing devil's advocate here because I've got my own answer to this, but people do go through that kind of feeling where they just can't seem to think of what they want to do and, and yeah. weeks, well, days, weeks and months go by and they've probably produced nothing. But you and me are very similar on our attitudes towards this. There is no excuse. No. There is always a way out of it. You can be you can be demotivated by something, but you can still find something to get out of it. Yeah. If you allow yourself to be in the slump, only it's only you that's putting yourself in there. But yeah, you're right. I think um, definitely 
All right, all right, okay then. So you've got you've got the kind of attitude there as you've got no excuse. So <laughs> as a designer, what do you do then when you're not working on stuff for a client? What do you do to keep yourself uh, interested, motivated, new work? What do you tend to do? I actually look at other people's work. I found that if um, you know if you're trying to create something for yourself, and like you you know you've been an, an advocate for. Uh, personal projects yeah and, and yeah. like with plaque with photography is so i tend to either grab a book or go and look on um, a designer's website or you know pinterest and i actually sit and find something and and just try and create it myself look at something that really interests me and just put it yeah. up to the to the side it's only going to be a personal thing but i'll open up photoshop or illustrator or even you know if i grabbed a magazine i like the layout i'll try and do it in indesign but all i do is i copy something and try and see if i can learn a couple of techniques or find a style that i can use for a project coming up because you find once you start doing that time flies by and it's better to spend that time doing something creatively or creative than sat at a desk waiting for a phone to ring well you're never going to get inspired by just sitting there and kind of hoping that something just kind of pops into your head from what, what you said there about you will always look in magazines or whatever that's exactly i mean you know what i do and i kind of yeah i say used yeah i used to have those slumps because i kind of don't have them now to be honest with you and I, we were talking before we actually did this episode and i said to dave because I, I tried to have these these wise sayings deep moments <laughs> deep moments and i actually said that um what i found was when i was sat at home thinking oh my god what can i do i don't know what to do woe is me one thing i noticed that seemed to happen every single time i went through those kind of periods was i never added new pictures to my portfolio so it wasn't a const- so it wasn't a constructive <laughs> time now I, I come out of these these kind of like um periods of oh my god what the hell do i do i need to create another picture i get like that even if not if i've not done a new picture for a couple of days i get really yeah. itchy feet but you know that i will look at other other photographers websites and i'm probably going over old ground for people who know me here that i will i will look at the work of photographers whose whose pictures i absolutely love and that is the the use of the annie Leibwitzes, the joey lawrences all those kind of people and i'll yeah. get ideas from that i don't necessarily try to copy it exact but i get ideas from it and then i basically to put it bluntly i get off my ass and i organize it yeah same for me as a designer is it, like you say it's not copying it's being inspired by it and you know both designers and photographers there's a wealth of talent out there that we're all learning from you know same as musicians and and i'll i, I quite like retro stuff i like uh, I, I like the things that were made before computers came about because I'm amazed by how people create this iconic stuff without a computer. You know, it was all looked at Saul Bass back in the 50s when he used to do the Hitchcock posters, all done by hand and all the old film posters. And it absolutely fascinates me. So I like to research a little bit about how that work was done because sometimes it is actually quite hard to recreate. So it it gives you the chance to try and understand what you're doing, whether that be lighting in photography or a technique in uh, Illustrator or Photoshop, or or even, you know, this year I'm sort of looking at more print because print is coming back and I want to learn some screen printing and learn the process of that. So there's always something. It's just if, you do, if you're doing nothing, it's not because there's nothing to do. It's because you're making excuses. Yeah, and we're not, say, we're not saying here that, oh, my God, if you, you know, what's the problem with you? Why can't you think of something? You know, we're all human. We all go through Absolutely. This. And I think it's it's fair to say that anybody can learn a technique. 
Now, how good you are at it and how easily you take to that technique, and that's, you know, be it a designer or a photographer, how easily you take to that is down to your own kind of makeup. But anybody can learn a technique. Without doubt, the hardest thing, and I'll put all of our industries together, this creative world, the hardest part of it is getting the ideas. So if you yeah. are going through a time when you just cannot seem to think of something to do, then, I mean, my, my advice, Dave, would be look at other people's stuff and just copy it. Just try yeah. to copy it, because then you'll learn stuff. If all you're doing, if you're a working photographer, I never use the word professional, because we no. know lots of professionals who shouldn't be that way. <laughs> uh, I say working photographer. If you're a working photographer or a working designer, just go and copy stuff, because if all you're doing is what other people want you to do, your clients, that is just, that is eventually going to become really tedious and really boring, and your skill level will remain at the level of what your clients want it to be. If Absolutely. you start to do other stuff and you think, wow, I'd love to learn how to do that uh, by having, you know, seen some pictures thinking, how did they do that? You reverse engineer it. You try to copy it. That's going to keep you excited. It's going to make sure that you still keep loving doing what you're doing. And it's also going to put some different work in your portfolio that you could then get hired for if you're a working photographer. Because full yes. enough, you don't have to be a working photographer or a working designer, do you? You can actually do this just because you enjoy it. Absolutely. Which seems a bit of a novelty, this this kind of, uh, you know, in this today's <laughs> life. But you can do this just because you enjoy it. Absolutely. I've said that about photography. I suck. I absolutely <laughs> suck. I don't, I don't suck at photography. I suck with a camera because I quite, <laughs> I think I've got quite a good eye for photography because I'm a designer. So I, I see things slightly different. But I do suck as a photographer. And I think the problem is a lot of people, when they do get a camera, they're suddenly pressured to be a photographer. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I'm a photographer. Oh, I better have my own business. Oh, I better put the word photography after my name. And then all of a sudden, it's this massive amount of pressure. And then, because they've got all this pressure, and then they don't know what to do, they feel like they're in the slump. So actually, you know, I mean, we talk about the word passionate, and we'll come to that. But you, you, can, have, you can have a hobby. You can have a passion. You can have an interest. It doesn't always have to be the thing that is your living. It's, you know, it is okay to have it. And... And, you know, talking about the passionate thing, the amount of photographers who, and we're not knocking you because, you know, it's a word that is used a lot correctly. But it, it's always quite frustrating when you see someone do a whole, you know, about me that's 16 pages long talking about passionate and being <laughs> passionate and with one with the world. And my passion is this, my passion is that. And then the next breath, they got no, they can't think of anything to do or, or they're quiet. And it's, I thought you were passionate. Yeah. So, where you know you're either passionate you know, if you're passionate you you'll be finding something to do you you have that driven into you do, you do you know a perfect example of going through a slump and somebody who has been through it and they are seriously coming out the other side of it now and i think we've mentioned this guy a couple of times already because we're gonna have him on as a as a guest in a few weeks time uh ian munro a uh, friend yes. of ours out in out in Wales. Now, Ian's got a certain kind of look to his pictures. He's incredibly creative. Do you know what I mean? He didn't. He never takes straightforward portraits. That that to him, I would. I think I'm fair to say that to him is, would just be boring. He has to have a a picture that's. It's like a set. He's a set maker as well. This guy. So I was uh, up in Wales going back a few weeks now, and I did a, a recent shoot. And Ian, and I don't think he'll mind me saying this. He was definitely in one of those slump periods because yeah. I was there organised to do this photo shoot in. Ian in studio skint creative uh we had props we had clothing hired from a clothing company and i was really in the zone i was absolutely loving it but behind me in a separate part of ian's studio he was kind of doing another shoot and i could just see that there was something not right ian just wasn't in the zone but it was almost like he felt like he needed to be doing a shoot 
Probably because I was there doing a shoot. I don't know. Maybe I'm assuming something here. But Ian admitted to me afterwards he was definitely not himself uh, and he was going through a slump. Now, he's now all of a sudden come out of that slump because he's found his kind of, I hate the phrase, he's found his mojo again by looking back at previous work and, and getting inspired by that. And he's now creating this new series called Endeavour. And it is absolutely bang on. It is 100% what you would expect Ian to be working on. Not just yeah. not just regular portraits. So he's gone through that slump and he's coming out the other side. Now, I'm sure when Ian's been interviewed by us, we'll kind of cover this. How did he come out of that slump? Yes. Um, but I'm not, I know one thing that really struck a chord with him was when he did this portrait that he'd done when I was there doing the stuff in the studio. And he showed his wife, and obviously his wife really knows him. So when he showed her this picture, she said... It's just not you. Oh, really? You know I mean, it's like if his wife knew that that picture you've done there is not you. And yeah. that really hit him hard that she was like, he was like, wow, even my wife can tell when I'm doing a portrait if that's my style. Yeah. You know I, mean? I, thought, I thought that was really, so I really want to cover that with him, but I don't want to, I don't want to go off topic with this. But uh, one thing I know that I kind of, I wrote down here in some kind of uh, scruffy kind of session notes for this particular episode was to say that I'd had a, I'd done a blog post. In fact, on the day we're recording this, I've just posted a blog post on my website. Yeah, sorry, this morning. And it's called, uh, you can make excuses or you can make pictures. Now, I hate it when people say you can make <laughs> pictures. I, I don't know why. I just like, I just <laughs> I don't like I'm old school for years years of of always taking photos yeah it's take does does it really matter what it's called everyone knows what you mean why does it have to be I need to go and make some images oh. I need to make some pictures yeah taking a photo when when, when somebody says I'm going to go and make some pictures I just imagine them with the one hand resting on their chin <laughs> and their eyes gazing off into the distance and the middle distance yeah yeah and they're going I'm going to go and make some pictures oh no no you go and make cheese on toast you don't make pictures um, <laughs> so I call anyway I call the blog post you can you can make excuses or you can make pictures it's your choice yeah uh, and that kind of led on from a conversation i'd had with a friend uh, in the past few weeks in fact it probably was last week thinking about it uh, when they'd contacted me about wanting to work with an agency to get work yeah and when i asked them if they had a portfolio really of pictures that they'd like to get um shown to the agency they said no which in itself was like what so why would an agency work with you? But then it went on, the conversation. And I'm not sort of like slagging this guy off. This is I get asked this a lot, and I know you do as well. How can oh, I do this? listen, if he's listening, we're not going to name him. If you're listening, mate, you actually, your conversation inspired us to think about a bigger thing because in terms of working, he is one of the hardest working totally. yeah. photographers. It's just he wanted something different to add to what he's got and this is where the conversation came from but it, but it, what he was saying to me was when i said to him have you got the pictures that you want his response was well no i haven't because it's really expensive to hire a studio and i was like right so why does it need to be in a studio and every time i kind of made a suggestion there seemed to be a response to it which really and i know we joked about this before but as he was saying it to me not verbally it was kind of like an erect written message you know when it was coming back to me i wasn't seeing the words that he was typing all i was seeing was the letter or the words i'm making excuses i'm making mm. excuses every time because i was saying to him well, why do you have to have a studio what is a studio really it's it's a, it's a yeah. room do you know what I mean? Why can't you go and hire a village hall for £20 for four hours? Why yeah. can't that be your studio? Why don't you go outside and use a free studio with incredible backdrops which you've not had to buy? Do you know what I mean? It's just like... Well, my headshot that I use for everything on, on my social media, we shot in your garage, yeah. in your house, yeah. in about 10 minutes. We sat down, we set up the light in the garage. 
you you got the right lens you needed. Sat back, we did a little handful of shots, which I'm so pleased you put the outtakes on social <laughs> yeah, media. Yeah. Um, but my headshot was taken in your garage. Yeah, and it was, and we're not talking a double garage here. We're talking a small garage that was full of just stuff. <laughs> and once we'd set the lighting up, and David sat down, and I'd sat down, we couldn't move from those positions. There was no. nowhere to go. Do you know what I mean? I was even holding the reflector. And, <laughs> That's and right. You, you had to get further back because there wasn't enough room for me to hold it and you to take the photo. Yeah. Or yeah. make the picture. <laughs> or make a picture. Yeah. So I, I guess really the overall kind of message that we're saying here is, or I'm certainly saying anyway, is. Like the, like the title of the blog post, you can, either, you can either make excuses or you can make, in brackets, take pictures. Do you know what I mean? It's like, Absolutely. come on, you know? Yeah. I think he said to me, um, Zacharias had a saying, it was Goya, mm-hmm. which was G-O-Y-A, get off your... Gio, get off your ass. <laughs> we'll keep that word. It's not too bad, but it, it's true. It's there's a, You know, there's the other phrase about do something or get off the pot, and that is either keep talking about it in fact i was watching a ted talk yesterday mm-hmm. um and the guy was actually saying it, I, I didn't totally agree with him but he was talking about research and he said sometimes people use research as a procrastination tool so rather than do it because they know they can do it they spend time like google and then looking at it's like they look at everything to almost make make sure everything's perfect and you know perfection is paralysis sometimes it's you if you if you keep looking for the perfect solution you'll never do anything Mm -hmm. so therefore you'll never be perfect but as you know zach said get off your ass get up and do it just get up and do it and you know what mate as well i know i know we've talked about this before it doesn't have if you can't find see this is another excuse that you'll get you'll get people saying i can never get anybody to want to have their picture taken well, are you kidding me? I mean, I honestly, hand on heart, and this isn't because it's like, oh, check me out. I have never had a problem getting people in front of my camera. However, there are maybe s- me once, maybe you once, <laughs> but I got you there. I, I got I you did, there, and then we ended up on the front of a magazine. Exactly, so that exactly. But um, maybe it's because of the way that I've always approached it. Because I think back to when I was when I used to do all the bodybuilding. Okay people who do that kind of stuff where you work really hard to create you know sort of build your physique you are always going to get people who want to take your pictures however mm. whenever i or my friends who are trained with would get some photographer just approach and say hi there i'd like to take some pictures of you and uh, you know we'll take a few in the gym and i'll give you a disc with images on and stuff like that that to me was like do you know what i can't be bothered i yeah. really can't be bothered what would have worked for me was if he'd have found a picture or she that have found a picture of a really amazing portrait taken of someone like arnold schwarzenegger or frank zane or somebody like that that i would have looked up to and gone i'd like to yeah. recreate this picture of you i would have been like 100 percent. you bet when where yeah. where are we doing it Do you know what i mean i am definitely on for that because i would visually be able to say wow i'm going to get something like that rather than yeah. this kind of hope and a prayer of I hope he manages to take a good picture of me if I'm going to give him four hours of my time. Do you know what I mean? So what I started to do was, and I still do this now when I'm photographing somebody, whether this is for my own personal stuff, which I do more of than paid stuff, absolutely I do. Uh, If I'm going to go and do that, or if I'm working with a client, I'll say, I'll get examples of pictures and go, this is what I'd like to do. And it it just works. It just works. You've shown me your mood board that you do. I know you said in a couple of classes that you've done, um, which is really good. And even I do it for design work when I'm working on like your book cover or, or something. Mm. I go and do a little, I do a little bit of research, procrastination. <laughs> but 
you, you, I know you've pulled the mood board together, or you've you've spoken to the person who's going to model for you, and yeah. you've gone, okay, you find you find some images of how you'd like to look, and I'll put them together, and then we'll make a little mood board, and then on the day we're going to get one picture, yes, yeah. maybe two, yeah. but we're going to aim to get this one one photograph, and that's what we're going to work on, and we're going to practice, and then when we get it, we'll know we got it. Then anything you do after that, which and you always get more as well, playtime. Yeah. But, but you see, this is this is the great thing. I've mentioned about Pinterest on my site and on videos before. This is where something like Pinterest comes into a world of its own because what you can do is you can create, it's almost like an online scrapbook. I know you know what it is, but I'm just sort of yeah. saying it for everybody else. But it's like an online scrapbook. If I was going to do a photo shoot with you, I'd create a new board on Pinterest. I'd call it Dave's photo shoot. And I can invite you to contribute to that board. So yeah. whenever you're out and about, you or you're on your phone or on your computer, and you see it, pictures, and you think, "Oh, that's really cool." You can add those pictures in. So let's say you wanted to have a photo shoot, and I'm not 100% sure exactly what it is that you want me to do, but I've got a rough yeah. idea. I would then start putting pictures that I think you want to, them to be like in this Pinterest, and you'll do the same. So eventually, we'll both get an idea of, ah, right, now I see what it is you want to do. So on the day of the photo shoot, we're not then going, uh, so what are we going to do then? What do you reckon? We go there yeah. with this collection of pictures going, I know now the feel of what we're going to go for. So we're literally up and running from the word go. And the best, and the best thing is, mate, is that when you do this, you are getting the person you're photographing excited because they're, they're turning up to a photo shoot going, I'm going to get pictures like this. Because I lost count the amount of times I would organise photo shoots, be it with friends of friends or maybe even some kind of agency, uh, which I don't use now, uh, and trying to get a model to turn up on a Saturday morning for four hours. They, the amount of times they wouldn't turn up because they're like, well, you know, how many times have I had a photo shoot and either never seen the pictures or they've not been brilliant or whatever. When you show somebody something and say, this is what we're going to do, and they like it, they're like, oh my God, I am definitely going there because I want to get a picture of me <laughs> like that. It never fails to work. That's how I ended up modelling with you, is that first time the guy let you down and we did the editor shoot. And, you know, I, and I did not want to be in front of that camera yeah, at all. Yeah. But we did it. And it actually turned out a bit of a turning point for us as back in the day. But then after that, we did the psycho shoot and you kind of said, this is what I'm looking for. Next thing, I'm on eBay. I'm buying a white lab coat, fake blood, <laughs> a, a, a knife, big thick safety glasses. And then from that, we did uh, a nerdy one. And again, I went and got, got the clothing. Yeah. It was it was fun. And then the last one we did, which was up. Yeah. And we did the up shoot and I went and got the clothes. And when we went to the to the room to photograph it that day, we had so much fun doing we it. We did. We'll put a link to these pictures. We'll put a link yeah, to because yeah. they're all held in my 500px portfolio page. We'll, we'll put a link to those so you can see them. But Dave, okay, so here's you then. You said, you, and I guess we're kind of linking into what we're supposed to be talking about here. But here's, uh, here's you who doesn't want to be photographed. But then all of a sudden, you're willing to be photographed. Now, I know the answer to this, but what was it about doing the editor, the psycho, or, and there was the boxer as well? What was it about yeah. doing those that made you willing to stand in front of the camera and be photographed so that I didn't have an excuse for not doing a picture? What was it about doing it? Oh, it's the money. I'm <laughs> 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 oh, totally the money. Dear, no, I think it was just... Um, maybe my answer's changing from what you was expecting but i think for me it it was pushing myself out of a comfort zone more All than right, anything okay. but it but it was being creative because as the designer part of me was sort of thinking how would i take that image further forward yeah you know what what would i do with it but it it was fun because we've got a relationship um 
so we were working together mm-hmm. and it made me not be me that's the point i was that's what i wanted you to say it made me be a character okay i didn't have to be me anymore i had to play you know not that i could i am a psycho <laughs> but being the psycho or being the nerd or or being the old guy from up or being the box i mean the boxer was the biggest one for me because you know i've i've, n- I've never been a sort of stripped to my pants and stand <laughs> at the beach and me speedos kind of guy so to to open myself up to be a, like look athletic although the, the shoot was an out of shape boxer <laughs> but it wasn't me yeah i i was and i wanted to be the most out of shape boxer you'd ever seen so and and the psycho i could get into character didn't you drive around in your car for a good while afterwards that that machete still in the boot yeah covered oh in blood <laughs> for <laughs> but, probably about three but, years but, but the serious kind of point from this is and you did say it there was the fact that you were being photographed because you weren't being yourself and you've only got to be in character if you're in a studio for example of 125th of a second that's yes. that's all you need to be that's all you need to not be day four isn't it so if yeah whoever you are is listening to this and you're you, one of your and it is an excuse uh is that you can't get people in front of your camera which is why you can't add pictures to portfolio blah 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 give them a character to play do you know what I mean? Yeah. Go and get hire some clothing or, or go down to a charity shop and you can get some clothing dirt cheap and give them, dress them in some kind of a character. Now, we're not talking a psycho or an out-of-shape boxer or a nerd or the guy. From, we're just talking, give them a character to play. Um, and and that they'll, they'll be your best friend. Um, even now, I mean, we haven't done the shoot since Up and even now I still see f- film posters and things. And in fact, I think we even bought a, a yellow waterproof sailors outfit uh, what the, that's right we have yeah and so i start looking i see a proper i get an idea and it actually makes me excited to want to be shot again yeah because photographed even though again. you know <laughs> photographed again yeah <laughs> have my picture made <laughs> but it but if you do get those one or two people and you give them that thing it's it doesn't matter about the character because if you're learning the technique or if you're shooting for, I don't know, maybe you want to make a fake movie poster and you want to practice a bit of photography and a bit of design, then it's great to have the character because then the person you're using, you will find they'll be knocking at your door mm. saying, when are you going to photograph me next? Mm. Rather than you knocking on their door saying, I need you at the weekend. And it is really good fun because it makes you enjoy it. I have no you, sayings about that. Do you know co- collaboration is another good thing as well? Is I mean we're we're lucky, you know. I'm I'm photographer. You're the you're the designer, and I think I'm not sure if this is something we. In fact, no, we have done this because we did it for a, a feature um, a feature article in a magazine in Photoshop User Magazine, That's right. where yeah. we combined the skills of the photography with the designer. So what we did was I did a photo shoot. So I went through the whole process of the photo shoot. Then I give the picture to Dave. And this isn't this wasn't for a company or anything. It was something that we'd done, a project together. So yeah. Dave's then taken the picture and made a fake advert for a product. Absolutely. And you knew the spec beforehand. So when you went into the photo shoot, you knew what I was going to use the photo for. Yeah. And I ended up doing um it was the bearded guys. That's and right. I did a barber shop for, for guys with beards. Yeah. But you knew where I needed the negative space. You knew you were shooting for either my poster or like with your Rosa tutorial yes, that's yep. on your store. Uh, there is the cover shoot is you know that that shoot was designed to be on the front of a magazine like Vanity Fair or mm. 
Harper's yeah. Bazaar, whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you know what as well? It's making this is this is making me think of um, again another good friend of ours, Brian Dukes. Okay, so Brian, a uh, real good friend of ours, he photographs a lot of uh, kind of mountain bike stuff. Yes, but he's also really been, good. He's also well. created some absolutely beautiful um, wildlife pictures, and these aren't pictures where you can really see the scene. He kind of photographs them and then puts them into a black, completely blacked out environment, uh, and yeah. he had reflections, and they are absolutely stunning. And Brian, if you're listening. I want to see more of that because it is just stunning. But he gave me one of these on a metal print, and it was just absolutely gorgeous. This picture. But what Brian, when he was, he went through a bit of a slump. He didn't know what it was that he really wanted to do, and what direction does he need to go in. I said, well, if you can't think of what to do, how about this for an idea? You've got your son Paddy, who's an incredible mountain biker. Why don't you pretend to be photographing for an agency where they need pictures of this brand new mountain bike? So, yeah. go, you know, get with Paddy and set up some pictures that could be pictures that you're going to pretend to make for this advertising agency that they need. Do you know what I mean? It could be anything. It could be clothing that they're wearing. It could be anything. So just that can be a way as well of motivating yourself to go and do something. Yeah, and potentially getting work because I know Brian posts his stuff on Instagram and we when we spoke to Alan last week saying about posting your work on Instagram, you don't know who's watching you, but you only need somebody to see one of those images and go, that sparked an idea and he'd be the perfect person exactly, for that exactly it's you're actually going to create work for your portfolio yeah that's that you know rather than going to a show and taking a uh, taking a photograph of and something that's been set up for you that's fake because you you wouldn't be able to recreate that because it's professional whereas if you're just doing this project work and putting it out there the amount of times I hear people say they ended up getting hired because they were posting up their, their fun stuff. Because it also showed that they're creative. And, and, and it's kind of good that you mentioned that as well, because that's made me think about the conversation I've already mentioned about the excuses, you know, with our, with our friend. Uh, because one of the things I also said to him was, look, an agency, the, the reason I was telling him, get out there and start using, you know, the outdoors, go and hire a village hall, create pictures yourself. Because an agency, they're going to want to work with somebody as well that not only has a good portfolio, but is somebody that clearly has a creative mind and doesn't have to yes. be led by the hand in everything they do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because an agency will never say to you, right, do this, do this, do this. Don't deviate from that. Don't think for yourself. Just do that. They're, they're going to want you to bring something to the table in the form of creativity. That's what you're there for. Yeah. If all they wanted was a camera, they'll go and get a camera. Do you know what I mean? It's as simple as that. <laughs> but they're bringing you into exactly. it because they want your creativity. And when the client comes to the agent and says, we're looking for a person who specialises in such and such, well, they're never going to look at you and think, well, he might be able to do that. They're going to look at the people in their portfolio because the agencies build portfolios. Mm. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. So they can look through their portfolio and go, okay, sports photographer, beauty photographer, wedding, you know, they're going to... And, and if you've got nothing... What have you got to offer? Why are they going to take a chance? Why are they going to put you in front of a high-paying client mm. that they want to work with again? And then they send you out on site and you're like, uh, well, what should we do then? What do you want? That's not what they want at their door. But this comes around to another thing we've spoken about is if you start to do this, it's consistency. Yes. Is, is to keep, keep doing it and don't be faddy. Don't be faddy with this stuff. Well, don't I'm just a do fad it like man. fad man. Fad man. Fad man. But you're right. But, yeah, we we often do this. We say about um, about people being faddy because uh, it's rife in the industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, the amount of times you see people who 
go from like naught to 60. So one minute they bought the camera, next minute they're doing a weekly YouTube series yeah. or, or a vlog. I hate that word. Of all the words in the industry, I hate it. it's a vlog. Um, but it's like, hi guys, you know, watch me. I'm going to be putting this out every week. I'm going to be showing you how to do this or I'm going to show you my work. And then three weeks later, nothing. Three weeks if you're lucky. Yeah. Then there's a period of six months and all of a sudden it's, hi, I'm back again. You know, I've been, no, you haven't been doing anything. Do it. And it goes back to the Zach Harris, get off your ass. Do it. Set something out and do it and see it through. Mm. We know with podcasting, the amount of podcasts we see that get maybe five, six, seven episodes and stop. We've got to carry on now, Dave. Now you've said that. I know, I know. We've got to push through, <laughs> push through. But, you know, don't be faddy. Don't set yourself up for a fall. Be consistent, however small it may be. You know, start with small steps and be consistent and let it build. Mm-hmm. Don't go out to be everything to everybody because... You know, you don't start day one with, you know, a 100,000 audience and work backwards. You start with no audience. So you have to start to build a relationship with the people that you want to be, who you want interested in your work. So don't don't do a weekly YouTube. Like when we used to have this conversation about a blog, when I've got a website and the last blog post I did was April 2017. Right. Because... A lot of the stuff I do, you know, I was never going to commit to a daily blog post or a weekly blog post or commit to something that I couldn't keep up. And as it turned out, blog blog writing isn't my thing. It's not something I felt the need to do because I know I didn't have a huge audience reading it, but I spend a lot of my time on social media. So a lot of the stuff I do, I share through that way. But if you set that thing up for you and you're not consistent you then look flaky. You then look like, well, he can't. He can't see it through. He did a YouTube. He was said he was going to do a weekly YouTube thing. That stopped. Then he said he was going to do a vlog. And that stopped. Then he said he was going to write blog posts. That stopped. Mm. Then he's going to post tutorial. You know, and it's the same thing. And then you just look flaky, yeah. and you're just trying to sort of reinvent yourself every five minutes. You, I mean, you've reinvented yourself over the years. But when people come to you and say, you know, Glenn, how did, how how can I have what you've got? And you said the other day, well, have you, have you got 10 years? And I'll go through <laughs> <Yeah>. it with you. <laughs> it does get a little bit, oh, come on. At least ask me how I am. At least build a little bit. Let's maybe ask me a question on the second email, not the first yeah, email. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Don't And don't put in brackets, now that's that bit out of the way. <laughs> like, hello, Glenn, how are you? Now that's out of the way. I want to ask you how I can get all the results you've had for building a business over eight years, but I want it all now. Yeah. And there is no answer to that. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know, mate. If this is subject for another, uh, another episode, I don't know. But but the consistency side of the thing that you've mentioned already is, and again, it's, it's. I think these are wise words. They're not mine. Okay, let's just preface that these aren't my wise words. However, when I was was doing the bodybuilding, one of the guys that was kind of like took me under his wing was a guy called Sean O'Reilly, and Sean was an incredible bodybuilder. I mean, he's been around bodybuilding all of his life. He was uh, he's married to a girl called Helen, who was Panther in the original Gladiator series on television. Oh yeah, I remember her. Uh, absolutely fantastic, fantastic guy. And what he didn't know about bodybuilding wasn't worth knowing. But one thing he, I always remember he said to me was. It, uh, consistency, not perfection, is the key. Yeah. Now, that's the only wise words you'll hear from me because I'm passing on somebody else's. But I just thought, yeah, you're right. Because there were times when you didn't feel like going to the gym and you weren't looking and you didn't have the perfect workout. But it didn't matter. The fact that you were doing it kept, you know, it helped. It's like with the photography. If you're going to go and do a photo shoot and it doesn't really go the way you want it to, you've learned something. 
So think of that as a positive. Why didn't it work for you? If you've got nobody to photograph, you know, we've already said how, how I go about doing it and getting somebody in front of a camera, but do you have to photograph a person if that's what you do? Why can't you go and photograph one of those polystyrene mannequin heads that I've got? You yeah. can get yourself one of those for five pounds or however many dollars or euros, whatever that works out to. Photograph a little model toy. Photograph your dog. Photograph anything. Because Well, yeah, you shot Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and it's an amazing photograph, but actually the toy was, what, 12 inches tall? Yeah, 12 inches, yeah. And yeah. You- Dave, you, did, you, Dave, you said you wouldn't tell people that wasn't real. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I meant the Superman one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that was great because I'd never when I, when you first said you were doing it, and all right, you went and bought a, a very high detailed model, um, which is slightly different to you know Ken from Ken and Barbie. <laughs> yeah. But it that image is so realistic, and it's a bit like when you did the picture of of um, my two girls, yes, yeah. with the wardrobe. Yeah. You know that that wardrobe was in a cardboard box, and I still show people that now when I when they see the image, is I show them the cardboard box and the doll's house yes, yeah. wardrobe, and the the girl the picture of the girls was shot in my mum and dad's living room holding a light stand. I know, yeah. So even with the the smallest, like we said, it goes back to not needing a studio. Is if you practice your lighting, if you practice your techniques, you know the environment you need to get the shot it's different for me because as a designer it's like it all goes on computer screen i don't need the environment i just need the inspiration but if you're consistent and you can set up a little regime for yourself of practice and put out some work and you know i've got a day job if i was a full-time creative my my digital world would look different Mm. but now it's you know the, the the work i get i love doing but i'm I love being inspired by other people, by people who who work hard and and put out content. And it go, you know, whether it's podcasts or tutorials, blog posts, magazines, I, I'm inspired constantly. You know, it's, it's hard not to be now because there's so much content out there. But if you are going to do it yourself, it's like going back to the photographers. I mean, we've said this before. If you're on social media all the time, you're not working. And there's nothing worse than saying you're a photographer when all you actually are is a professional coffee drinker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because the amount of times you see pictures, like, look, I'm 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 an old, grumpy old man, okay? I don't get this. Coffee doesn't give me a buzz. I can drink any kind of coffee. It has no effect on me. I just like the taste. But coffee has been around forever. Much like snow. <laughs> but people still have to post their snow. But you, you posting a picture of a cup, cup of coffee does not make me think you're a better photographer yeah it's it's not a it's not a badge of honor drinking coffee it's a it's a readily available drink God, around the like world a couple of grouches this time don't i we? know but when i see a when i see a photograph of somebody who's um i'll tell you who, who posts really good pictures like this and i can apologies if i pronounce her name wrong michelle spack all right okay yeah yeah she shoots motorbikes and it very much like Tim Wallace style. She's she's kind of got that got that look. But she always posts pictures of her laying down in the mud in a puddle, you know, in awful weather, showing you on, how she on, got on that On a shot. photo shoot, not just because that's what she likes doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know Michelle. Michelle, we know Michelle. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So she shows these photos, saying, "Look, this is what I needed to do to get this shot." Not a picture of her in a coffee shop with the leaf in the latte froth, you know. That's, but that's just me. 
All right, cool. Hey, listen, look, we we could. We, there's a danger here. We could sound like really sound like those guys off the Muppets here. Uh, so I, I guess we we've kind of covered this now, haven't we? We've kind of let, let's say let's put this to bed. We've we've kind of covered it, excuses and all that kind of stuff. I'm hoping out of all that we've rambled on about that there is some stuff that's useful there about ideas how to come out of that rut and how yeah. to just. You know, just get rid of the get rid of the excuses because that's all they are is excuses. There is always a way around it. Do you know I mean always yeah, a way around it? People, I mean, people thrive off positivity as well. You know, if you are if you are moaning, if you are being negative, nobody will want to come near you. But if you're positive and just try and be positive and just look for those things, is you know we're not we're not moaning about those people. We're just saying it's very noticeable when you're doing it. And it's not just us that notice it. It's, it's a lot of people. We know we talk to a lot of people in the industry. And quite often, if somebody becomes like that, that name does crop up. And I mean, my my, bro- my older brother, Alan, always used to say, if ever, no matter how bad a day you're having, if anybody walks up to you and says, hi, Dave, how you doing? Just don't lie, but they don't want to hear your sob story because they won't ask you how you are again. And it's that kind of thing is just try and find positivity in what you're doing. Yeah, it's like if you said to me, Glyn, Glenn, how are you doing? I go, well, Dave, how long you got? Well, you never guess what happened. And in your head, you're thinking, oh, no, why did I ask him? So it's just a case of, yeah. "Yeah, Can I make my phone ring? (laughs) Does that app Faker Call still exist? Can I use that now? (laughs) But we've we've covered this. We've covered this. Okay. Uh, Dave, is there anything else that you would like to add? Not necessarily about excuses or anything like that. Is there anything else that you want to kind of like just knock into the end, the, the back end of this podcast that we can let people know about? Um really just a positive thing is um talking about getting out and getting inspired we did mention this uh, a week or so ago that we've got the photography show coming up mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks and there's some great little sessions there free sessions where you can go and learn some techniques i'm managing the live stage so over the four days i think i've got about five or six sessions per day of different people on stage showing different techniques. Good things to come along and see. I think you're teaching on the Flash Centre stand uh, as well. On the Flash Centre stand and the live stage with you on the Saturday at midday, yeah. Yeah. And and my brother's on stage with me, mate. Yes, Liam. <laughs> and I'm going to meet him for the first time. So um, for those of you who know that story, Liam, I can't wait to meet Glyn's brother <laughs> because the fact that there's like two people like Glyn is awesome for me. But just going back to the photography show, I've said this before, you know, I'm not a photographer, but I love spending four days at the photography show. J- just the the enthusiasm mm. that you, you get from these people who come on stage and, and teach in, and we've got some friends there. But I actually learned so much from it, even though I don't pick up my camera. Um, they're nice people. They're knowledgeable people. You make good connections. So I would say my part in words, get a ticket for the photography show and come down and, and walk around the vendors and come and look at the, the classes that are on because you will go away inspired and when you go away and we've said this before go and do a shoot the next day yeah put it in the diary before the event so that you can ride on the, the excitement from it yeah because i know when i drive into work and i listen to podcasts by the time i've got to work i'm ready to set up my own business <laughs> um, and i mean that in the nicest way but i get you know it's very easy to get inspired but like you say it's make sure you do something to follow up excellent Top advice there, mate. Top advice. Dave, is there any... Uh, have we got any kind of prizes or anything this week? Is there anything we're going to give a prize away for this week? We have. We've got um, a couple of ebooks from Rocky Nook. Um, and the reason why I'm not naming what they are is because I, I need to just clarify, but I think you can go and pick what book you want. 
uh, Rocky Nook will give you a code. But we this week we're going to do something a little bit different. We are going to pick the winners from people who leave feedback on iTunes. Good man, like that, like that. <laughs> yeah. So we I think we've got about eighteen already, and luckily we've got some we've got some nice followers and some and some good form four or five star reviews. Be honest, you know, if if you don't like the show, tell us what you don't like about it because you know we want to make content that's good. There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of traffic. But, but don't put those bad ones on iTunes. <laughs> no, no, keep the, send us the personal abuse. <laughs> Just put the nice ones on iTunes. But yeah, we we're, we're going to pick um depending on, you know, how many people do and what comments we got. I've I've always got a pile of books here that I I can give away. The, the photography books, Lightroom books. But yeah, I'm going to speak to the guys at Rocky Nook and we're going to maybe pick two or three winners for the next, uh, over the next couple cool. of weeks. Brilliant stuff. All right, well, I think that's pretty much it, Dave. Let's uh, let's make a move and say goodbye. So from me, uh, thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next week. Dave, say goodbye. Yep. Thank you very much for listening again. <laughs> Cheers, Glenn. Always a pleasure. And uh, we'll, we'll see you out with some Scatman music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see you next week, folks. See you next week. Bye.